Like if you make me glue a single thing, I swear to God, I'll scream. This is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Canada. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. Hey, I'm just, we, we don't often do this, Jeff. We don't often show? do this. Once a week we the do show. it. Once a week we do the show, uh, except for like, the occasional two-year, two-and-a-half-year break. <laughs> oh, in that sense, that we yeah, take we don't often do it. Yeah, in that we sense. We don't often we... do it. Uh, but we also, we don't often do what I'm about to do, which I'm going to let you know up top of this show. Uh, not really, but a slight content warning. Mm. We are going to be talking about things that are relevant to uh, the current the current pandemic. Yeah. We're going to be talking about things that are, 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 are relevant to the current state of the world. We will not be talking in depth about the pandemic in any way, but there are a couple things that we're going to be bringing up. A couple of the stories that we're, uh, the stories that we're talking about this episode are related in a way that I think is interesting and kind of light and informative. But if you can't handle anything that's even tangentially related right now, we understand. Yeah. We decided very consciously not to do a bunch of whole bunch of episodes just about covid news uh but there are some interesting stories and here are two here are two found. interesting stories the first one and this was one i found uh i first found a long post on reddit and then i found a couple studies that were uh put out last week that are that are just asking the question like why bats why is it bats? It always seems to be bats, doesn't it? It's It always seems to be bats. Here's the thing. Uh, this outbreak was believed. We don't have any concrete news. Certainly, certainly any links that you're, uh, that maybe your mother or, your, or yeah. your uncle are sending you about how somebody ate a bat soup and now we're fucked. Yeah. Maybe you don't have to. You could maybe keep putting those to spam. You don't have to keep uh, <laughs> reading those. But there is evidence to say that this started it is an airborne we know that it it, it spreads through airborne particulate and there is uh, a lot of evidence saying that airborne particulate perhaps came from bats and we know that sars perhaps came from bats we know that a lot of recent outbreaks uh over the last decade come from bats what are the bats doing what are the bats doing in their caves what's happening with the bats are they are they brewing up viruses for us what are they that, doing well that's that's what's up it's not that the somebody ate bat soup it's that the bats eat virus soup oh no yeah and they Why? love it and they love it it's what? delicious to bats bats love viruses mm, bat love virus <laughs> why does bat love mm. virus so much uh to bat to bat taste buds mm, a virus no um so there are there are a couple things that this uh it's an immunologist and a vi- virologist uh, that just got their PhD studying antibody responses against emerging viruses. Hmm. Um, so they have spent a lot of time thinking about bats. These guys have become very relevant very fast. They're they're sort of if only there was like a colloquial character that we could say that these people are. They're kind of heroes, and it's like all yeah. about bats. But it's all and about like, bats. There was yeah. It's like they've been studying in the darkness for a long time and now they're yeah, yeah, they're yeah. finally uh, emerging and uh, we, we kind of like, don't know like their the identity heroes, the heroes we need but not maybe the ones we deserve yeah anyway. is deserve but not need you know what it is, I don't you know know. What it is? they're kind of like Spider-Man because Peter Parker was a scientist but yeah but they don't have they don't have superpowers so if there was a hero oh, right. that right. was sort of like that but didn't like have superpowers like Iron Man mm, oh you know yeah, who it is the, the, you know who it is Moon Knight. It's a lot like <laughs> Moon Knight. You know, Jeff, as somebody who uh, who takes a lot, and this is a digression, as somebody who takes, uh, you know, pills to keep their brain working, and as somebody who is uh, who, who grew up culturally Jewish, I can never figure out whether I really appreciate Moon Knight or I don't like Moon Knight. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As somebody who's 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 working through mental issues and is also Jewish, <laughs> do I think Moon Knight is representation or am I annoyed? Yeah. And it really it really depends on the writer and uh, you know the storyline and it, it 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 changes from month to month. Me and Moon Knight, but hey, uh, Feige, if you haven't found a Moon Knight yet, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to jump in? You'll get you'll get over your issues real quick. <laughs> I'll get over. Hey, listen. As long as I can be part of the problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the Carboni, that's the, the Carboni <laughs> motto right there. As long as um, I can be part of the problem. 
So here's what's up. The, these virologists uh, have been talking about how bats are basically a perfect storm of genetic proximity to humans. Yeah. Uh, they're a key. They interact with other species, tons of other species in the environment. Uh, they have immune systems that are perfect for spreading uh, dangerous viruses. They have flight. They have social structure. There's a lot of stuff that they do that makes them sort of the perfect carrier for various viruses. Uh, the first one is genetically speaking, 84% of our genomes are identical to bat genomes. That is that is a really interesting point because it's not something that would have immediately jumped to mind for me, but it, it makes a heck of a lot of sense as soon as you point it out, which is it doesn't matter if a virus develops in a species that isn't similar enough to humans that it will affect us. Right. You know? Well, they always talk about like, why don't I, why can't I pass my cold on to my dog? And it's like, well, your dog just can't, those viruses don't work. You're not genetically similar enough. When you think about how genetically similar 84% is, 85% similar, just 1% more similar, we're talking mice and rats. And you know how many genetic and brain studies we do on mice and rats because of their similarities. We do, we do medical trials. We do, uh, we do neurological trials. We do genetic trials because it's like, oh, if it works on a, on a mouse, it's probably going to work on a human. Right. So, so not only does that explain uh, why viruses can spread so quickly from bats, it also answers that big question that I saw on the internet, which is like, why, if this bat escaped from a lab, which, by the way, it fucking didn't. Tell your Uncle Joe with the fucking email that he keeps sending you yeah. with his fucking Fox and Friends shit that a, this bat did not escape from uh, a Chinese lab and start spreading 5G airwaves or whatever the fuck it is he's sending to you. <laughs> all right. The reason a lab would Uncle have. Uncle Joe's all over that story, by the Uncle way. Uncle Joe is all over that shit. And still, he's the one that Charlie picked to go to the chocolate factory with him. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know. You'd think, like... you'd think that Charlie would be sick of the emails. <laughs> yeah. You know, he Why always... not bring, bring Grandpa George? Grandpa George sits, he reads the newspaper. Yeah. You he's know? not bothering anybody. He's not he's forwarding thinking, anything. No, he comes to his own conclusions. He likes critical thinking, but no. Fucking Grandpa Joe is the one that's got all the fun <laughs> ideas. Um, so if you're asking why these labs have bats, it's the same reason they have fucking mice or any other animal. They're doing yeah. testing on them. Because it could cheap. be beneficial to humans. And you could, listen. You could get I like get, two dozen you want, bats, you know, like for the price of two dozen eggs. Need? It's easy. Yeah. How many bat you need, dude? I can I got, get you bats. I can get you bats right now. Yo. Uh, you know what? If, can I ask you do, you, do you think the 1% that between 84 and 85 that gets you from bat to, uh, to, to mouse, do you think that 1% is wings? That's it. It's just that's wings. The, that's the 1% right there? That's it. Take away it's the like wings. That old, what was that old creepy, was it a Looney Tune or a Merry Melody about the bat that wishes for wings and gets like, and doesn't get angel wings, gets bat wings? Oh, my, my kid has that book. I've read that book a bunch of times. It's, it's a, it, there's a book version of it that my kid has. I don't think he still has it, but I read it to him a bunch of times when he was real little. And it's it's kind of creepy, actually. It's super creepy. Man, I love creepy old cartoons. And that one's stuck in my head. But anyway, uh, so... SARS is thought to enter ourselves through uh, the ACE2 receptor, the ACE receptor, which which is basically a, a protein that plays a role in regulating blood pressure on the outside of cells, right? And between bats and humans, the ACE2 is 80% similar, hmm. right? Okay. So uh, to give you an idea of what that means for a virus that's crossing species barriers, right? Um, uh, CD4, which is the protein that HIV uses to get into T cells, is 98% similar between chimpanzees and humans, mm. right? And we know that we know that HIV probably started in uh, a, a chimpanzee population. Uh, so HIV had an easier time jumping to us, but um, like SARS, even though it isn't, uh, even though it's not as even though bats aren't as uh, similar to us as a chimpanzee is, the viral entry protein of SARS, which is, you know, not COVID, but SARS is a much more aggressive virus. Right. Um, than it's able HIV. to adapt to the differences a little bit 
quicker. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the more similar this protein is that that's on the outside of cells between species, the more likely those species can spread uh, a virus between one another. Uh, so that kind of explains like reason number one. Uh, the other thing is like, listen to this. There are so many fucking bats, Jeff. That's that's number two. There are a lot of bats. There are 1300 bat species. Bats. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? What total total percentage of all mammals do you think could possibly be made up by bats? All mammals. Take all mammals into account. There's no way it's over 10. There's no way it's over 10. It's got to be like five, four percent. That that would be a huge amount to me. That would seems to me that would be a huge amount. Bats are 20 to 25 percent of all mammals. Bats are living, my dude. Bats are thriving. Where, Where are all of them? Where they're, are they? They're creatures of the night, Jeffrey. But I think I feel like twenty percent of all mammals. Twenty like, percent of all mammals, dude. <laughs> two out of every. There ten. are bats everywhere. Look to your left. Look to your right. One of you is a fucking bat. I knew it. <laughs> I thought I was a man, but I'm some sort of I'm, I'm some sort mm. of bat hybrid creature. I'm like a yeah. I'm not just a man. I'm also. I don't know how you, what do you, you'd even call it. Like a man bat? No, man bat doesn't work. Man bat gives me like much more like sinister connotations, and yeah. we're still kind of looking for like, a hero, like a bat human, something like, like that. A, like a bat human. <laughs> um, let me tell you something. I think I think I left the dollar store once with a bat human action figure when I was too yeah. young to know the difference. Yeah. He was like the wrong color and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, that's bat human is the DVD your grandma accidentally bought that time. It's directed by Tom Burton, you know, bat human. <laughs> um, if you had to pick a mammalian species at random, there's a pretty good chance it's going to be a rodent or a bat. One in four. That's crazy. I, I guess I'm more likely to buy that that mice and rats are a huge percentage of mammals than I am bats just because I feel like. I see lots more rats and mice and shit. Yeah. Then you do bats. I mean, I've seen bats. I don't. I haven't not seen them. But it's bats is bats is nocturnal. Yeah. Bats yeah. is not living in your house. They don't live in your walls. They're, they they hit, hang out in the caves underneath your mansion. Underneath your mansion, and like maybe if you like, if you were walking on the grounds, perhaps yeah. you may. You may accidentally fall into a cave where you would be amongst them. Perhaps. And, and you know, if you did. Chances are it would be hundreds of them that you would fall hundreds through. Hundreds or thousands. Yeah. Um, but bats also hibernate, which is why you probably don't see them a lot, you know? They do. Yeah. They do. Bats hibernate. Uh, lay in another, wait. They lay in wait they, for me. Ooh. Boy, are they ever. Waiting to strike fear into the hearts of cowardly men. <laughs> so, wait. So, I love this idea that, like, the bats inherently aren't doing anything differently there's just a shit ton of them so they're bumping into each other all the time passing viruses between each other between each other but there's also a ton of stuff that they do every day just by being bats that is extremely beneficial to the spreading of viruses okay so first of all they're drinking the blood of other animals yeah that's where they keep the viruses Mm, yeah Mm-hmm. Sure, they're definitely that. kept in the blood, yeah, Jeff. They're, they're sort of cutting out the middleman with regard to viruses. You know, they're not, right. it's not exactly like bats are running up and sneezing on you. You know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> they are definitely taking a bite out of out of uh, uh, the animal kingdom. But also, they're fed on by mosquitoes. So mosquitoes are then drinking bat blood. It's a circle of life. Of life. That's right. He holds up somebody's like all of this will make you so fucking sick. <laughs> Simba, listen to me. Wash your hands. Don't go outside, Simba. It's disgusting out there. It's like, Dad, I just, I'm supposed to, no, Simba, listen to me. I bought 13 HEPA air purifiers. That's when he keels over, too. It's really sad. And, and, it's and really Simba's sad. Like, oh, I, I guess I'm the new king because... Dad died of a virus? Oh. And it even and but here's what was really horrible in the first draft of the Lion King. <laughs> Mufasa keels over from the virus. What does Simba learn? Simba learns that no matter how much you protect yourself, it's still gonna happen. So he gets even more germaphobic. Oh, yeah, that was a really weird more. draft. 
It was a really weird draft. But then but he, meets those, he meets those two uh, adorable uh, rodents that are like, <laughs> we, got, we got worse viruses than that, buddy. <laughs> and we're fine. Let me tell you something. Don't worry about it. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> um, it was a weird draft, but, you know, there are no wrong answers in brainstorming, and it's all part of the creative process. Right, if you have yeah. a chance to get the uh, the Blu-ray of The Lion King, you should really check it out. <laughs> um, so they're drinking the blood of other animals. They are uh, they're eating, pissing, and shitting on fruit that other animals eat, mm. right? Yeah. They are eating I mean, moth. Same. Uh, yeah, same, all day. <laughs> Sometimes I just look my dog in the face and, like, pee on its food, and I'm like, remember... <laughs> Remember who's in charge. Um, they eat moths, gnats, flies, mosquitoes that have also fed on other live or dead animals. Um, they help to pollinate, which is something that I didn't know. I didn't know that either. How do um, they do that? They spread the same seeds. way bees do. Yeah, they just they gets caught in the bat as they're eating and as they're as, as they're perching and roosting, and uh, they spread seeds for like a billion different important plants. They shit on cave floors. Producing guano that's used by fungi and bacteria, right? Man, um, and then those microorganisms are eaten by fish and salamanders and frogs, and so it's just spreading more of the viral payload. Wow. And then bats are food for hawks, weasels, and then uh, spiders and centipedes. And yes, humans do eat bats in some places, but fucking Grandpa Joe, just enjoy your golden ticket and don't send me another fucking email. Yeah, we had the fifty lifting drink. Tried the fizzy lifting drink. Charlie, those Oompa Loompas look illegal. <laughs> Charlie, Grandpa, I want to see the I want to see the papers on those Oompa Loompas. Oh, Grandpa, can you please for one second just give it a rest, please? Wonka, we're, we're I just... in, invited by this nice man. Literally, okay, everyone here fine. is white. I'll lick the wallpaper. I'll lick the wallpaper. Are you happy? It was delicious. Can I see the work papers for those Oompa Loompas? Oh, man, that's all you ever talk about. Is the Those wall are, the wall between I'm, here and Loompa Land? Your mother is literally making some sort of stew out of laundry back in the. I never understood what she's doing. <laughs> Couldn't those Oompa Loompa jobs be taken by Americans, Charlie? How many bats you got in here, Wonka? <laughs> Every uh, bat is growing. Moving. Everything you're knowing. <laughs> uh, so bats are getting viruses from all these different activities and bats are extremely crucial like everything I just said sounds gross but what you should also be taking away from this is like damn bats is crucial to ecosystem yeah they're like tied in to all the other creatures birds like like uh, you know blue jays and robins they're, it's like there's like a there's like bats and humans and robins if there was only some metaphor we could use some sort of rum Bats and humans and robins. Yeah. I don't know. I'll keep thinking. We're going to work on it. I'll keep thinking. Uh, The other thing is the bat immune system, and this is what part of these studies came out, uh, were were about last week. The bat immune system is built to not just fight, but also just harbor viruses. Wait, what? What? Yeah. Bats are just virus incubators. They can just... What have viruses in their bodies. benefit does that provide them? What? What? Why would that be? You know, I don't know about evolutionary benefit, but like, it definitely, it definitely helps them because viruses are not harmful to them. Yeah, like, I guess that's true. They're just, they're just, you know, they're just the refrigerator that you put your virus in. Yeah, you just put it in your virus. You, you put, put your, your virus, virus in, there. in the bat, and it'll hang on to it until it poops it out um, somewhere. I guess. <laughs> uh. Cells from an insect-eating brown bat can be persistently infected with MERS or or SARS or any number of uh, coronaviruses. We we are now thinking, based on these studies, that coronaviruses have evolved along with bats for thousands of years. Because bat... Go ahead. I'm being very very depressed about all this. So basically... Do we need to come up with a plan to eliminate all the bats? No, because we, we need, need them. To, they're so they're so crucial to everything. I don't know. Hear me out. Hear me out. What yeah. if what if we mm-hmm. paint our faces in some sort of clownish makeup and go around mm-hmm. and convince the mayor of this town yeah. to eliminate the bats? What if we I got, we say we all hey, got together. bats? It's time we, for you to die, bats. What if so what we all think? we got them all together yeah. to destroy the bat. Yeah. Uh, what, 
I'm kind of busy until October. Do you want to do it like over a long Halloween? <laughs> that sounds that sounds convenient. Yeah, that sounds yeah. convenient to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's the thing. Bats can be persistently infected with MERS or other coronaviruses for months where the bat and the virus kind of just kind of just work together. <laughs> they kind of just work together as a family. Um, and then w- what happens is uh, they, they kind of like live in a balance where the virus doesn't multiply and the bat doesn't get rid of the virus, but the virus can just like the virus can just live. It can just live its it just life. It hangs out and bat. gets transferred to a whole bunch of other shit, right? But, but here's the problem is when a bat uh, is under stress or a bat hibernates, the, the virus can then multiply. And then the bat can be infected temporarily. And there's enough of a virus payload where the bat can then be spreading this virus yeah. uh, in a huge, huge way. So what we need to do is not, not destroy the bats, Jeff. We need to keep the bats chill. Hmm. The bats need to be calm at all times. We need to be playing some lo-fi hip-hop 24-7, <laughs> beats to chill slash study to You're for all these bats. We need, to, we we need, need to, to be... We need to chill them out. We need to, like, if there was some sort of <laughs> Mr. Chill, this is like mm-hmm. a Mr. Chill that could... Like somebody that could chill out these bats. Yeah. They'd be you like, know? chill out right yeah, before yeah, yeah. we put the bats on ice. It's, yeah, a it's, a it's a riddle. It's a riddle. It's a riddle. It's an enigma, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, here's what's up. And then, and then finally, uh, there are a couple more smaller reasons here. Uh, number one, bats can fly. Mm, yeah. Right? So, that la- larger surface area they can get around and spread they're that going, shit everywhere. They're they're going everywhere, dude. Uh, bats are unusually long-lived. Bats live, uh, some bat species live longer than 25 years. Wow. Bats are, bats are doing it. Bats are living up to, bats can have a quarter-life crisis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Bats can, like, really wonder what their place is in this world. Bats can, like, become really attached to the film Garden State for a little while. Yeah, probably you know? do. That's why all the... <laughs> Those diseases start in New Jersey. <laughs> uh, New Jersey, like, the China of the United States. Yeah, that's what they call it. Grandpa that's what Joe. Jo- that's what Uncle Joe tells it. You can't talk that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they have uh, uh, an intense social structure and hibernation behaviors. They they roost. So they are hibernating together for long periods of time in a single cave, passing viruses amongst the colony. Uh, the Mexican free-tailed bat packs 300 bats per square foot into caves like Whoa. the Carlsberg Caverns. So when you like wow. look at Carlsbad Caverns... It's more bat than cavern. It's more bat than cavern. It's a bat cave. <laughs> some sort of bat cave. It's some sort of bat cave. Oh, um, they also uh, exist in micropopulations that have migratory patterns, so they're interweaving, inter- they're combining and separating, uh, they're constantly changing it up, they're experimenting, At, like all people that are about to go through a quarter-life crisis, they're experimenting, <laughs> Just, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Trying different partners, trying different polycules. <laughs> Why not? Maybe, maybe we don't need to put, like, labels on the way <laughs> bats are living. You <laughs> know the, what I mean? Let the bat figure it out for themselves. There's all of this... I'm, I'm I'm hearing all of this and I'm getting I'm starting to feel like the bats are the enemy, man. I really don't think I th- what positive do the brats bring to the table here? Well, once again, bats are pollinating uh, thousands of species of plants. Okay, bats are keeping uh, keeping insect populations under control. Bats are uh, bats are doing a lot, man. Bat Seems guano like the, is the... fertilizing a lot of uh, a lot of fungal populations that we need for ecosystems i guess i guess so but this seems like the perfect storm of of bad of of viral i mean obviously we're seeing the global repercussions of this well you know i think there's certainly something to be said for bats as uh as the conduit for these things i mean viruses can come from a, a bunch of different places but bats as conduits uh, seems to be uh, particularly powerful, but you know viruses can come from different things, and and the trick is the cause of these of these novel viruses and things like that are 
are bigger than bats. You know, when you talk to virologists, they talk about things about climate change and overpopulation and and things like that that are causing these viruses to be able to, to spread, to mutate, to be uh, to be created, to replicate, uh, because things are changing ecologically so quickly. And I think as we see uh, overpopulation and climate change happen more and more, I think we're going to see more and more of these giant outbreaks. When you think about how quickly we went from SARS, you know, to to COVID, yeah, um, it's huge. It's, well, it, it's it, huge. It reminds me. I, I'm going to speak. Without checking my history here, but didn't the like the black plague supposedly spread through rats? Supposedly it was, it was the rats, same, yeah. The same kind of situation where they didn't have the added, added benefit of being able to fly, but they were there were so many of them. They were so ubiquitous and they were on top of each other all the time and on top of people. <laughs> yeah. In and around cities and and high population areas. So it was and, actually yeah, it was actually it was caused by the bat by the uh, the rat flea. So it was the fleas that were on the rats. But uh, this is sort of, I mean, when you look at it, it's sort of a similar thing, right? Where it's like the fleas are getting around on the rats. Right. You know, and, and that's and they, how these again, things it's, spread. It's this thing of, what did you say, 40% of all mammals are rodents or some insane yeah. number? It's nuts. It's, uh, yeah. So you think about, uh, like you're saying, cities that were that were overpopulated, that were not planned well. Uh, where resources were becoming were becoming scarce, but also like uh, uh, sanitary measures were not being taken because we didn't know everything that we know now about how to sanitize. Yeah. And so it was like a perfect breeding ground. And now we have these other situations that are creating breeding grounds on a global scale. I mean, when you think about uh, just just the proliferation of international travel, not just for for a limited group of people, but like, how many people now do international travel for business or how, how much easier is it now than it was 30, 40 years ago to travel internationally just on a vacation? Yeah. Yeah. And you see, I mean, all of the stuff that I, we were all watching in the first few months of, or the first few days and weeks of COVID when you could see the heat map of people's phones and how quickly, People travel from a place and move throughout the country and the world. Mm-hmm. We are, yes, we are uniquely primed for something like this to spread exponentially in a way humans have never been in our history. I think the I think the big the big takeaway of of not the bat thing, but of what we're talking about right now for me is, um, you know, one of the things that we've seen on uh, in Asian countries is because of SARS. Um, because of bird flu, uh, we saw that they have uh, a lot of systems in place uh, that they did not have. And we're, you know, uh, they built those systems very quickly. We, for whatever reason, you know, for whatever reason, politically, we did not have that in place. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Who could possibly know who knows what it was. What reason it was. Maybe we used to have it in place and then all of a sudden we didn't. I don't know. But one silver lining, I think, from this coming here uh, in such a big way this time is now people on this side of the globe are very aware of how real this is. It's not abstracted yeah. for us the same way bird flu was, yeah. where it's like, oh, but that's happening over there. Now we've seen it happen over here, and hopefully this will be something in recent memory, you know, because I think the last time was... uh was what the it was the flu in 1918 was like right. the last breakout yeah. like Spanish this flu. Yeah. the spanish flu so now uh at least this we have a few generations now that have a memory of oh yeah this stuff could happen over here yeah um I, I'll anyway tell you what my hope bats. is anthony what my hope is is that somehow our immune systems will have this group immunity and mm-hmm. we will evolve we will progress we will co- become some sort of super version of humans because the only mm. way we can fight bats i think is with super i'll just say men women who who knows you sure. know what i'm saying like Jeff, some, oh, sort of, oh, some sort of some sort of conflict between the two like listen no matter who wins that conflict jeff yeah we lose do you, you know what i mean no matter who wins we lose yeah um Anyway, that's why bats, if you were wondering the same way I've been for the last few months, why this is bats. That's fascinating. Fascinating. 
Yeah, pretty crazy. Pretty yeah. crazy. Uh, hey, before we jump into the next story here, I just want to say uh, thank you once again to all of our patrons who are supporting us as we make this show. You may notice that uh, there are no advertising. There's no advertising on this show. There's no. Uh, there's no, uh, there's, not, or, there's no structure, or, or meaning, useful bits of information, uh, content. Is this a content-free <laughs> show? Maybe. Could we make it a show with content if we just got more money from you? I don't know. Let's there's find out. Only one way to find out. Listen, this is the scientific method. We're a science podcast. Yes, we are. My hypothesis is: if you give us more money, the show can only get better. <laughs> Let's it test it. It can't get any worse. uh but no you know during this time especially during this time when we are all sheltering at home and it looks like we will be doing so for a few more months at least in a limited capacity uh this has been your your supporting the show has been incredibly helpful to both me and jeff as this is you know kind of what we're what we're doing for a living to kind of keep the lights on right now we're Uh, grateful very grateful for it it's been wonderful reconnecting with this audience we just had our second hangout we're doing mm-hmm. two a month now. We used to do monthly hangouts. Now we're doing bi-monthly hangouts. It's been so fun seeing faces of, of people supporting us over there on patreon.com slash we have concerns. That's right. You can uh, you can come and join those hangouts with us. We all chat on camera. It is fun. We're doing those every other week for the at least for the duration of this current this current crisis. Uh, we also uh, have tiers at which you could get your uh, you can get your episodes early. Those little conversations that we are coming out of in the beginning of the show. Those are uh, almost an entire secondary show, and those are available to our patrons. Uh, we also have a patrons only Discord where everybody can chat, hang out, talk about stuff. It's been very 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 active over there. So uh, many once- cool people hanging out, talking about cool stuff. Really neat. Not just not just about the show, not just about episodes of the show, all kinds of topics over in the Discord. Really cool community. Yeah. So if you want to join any of that, uh, a great way to do that and to help us out is to head to patreon.com slash we have concerns. And thank you if you already have. Hey, Anthony, uh, you know, it's it's hard. We're going to we're going to keep talking about what everybody's going through right now. It's hard being sheltered in place. It's necessary. We know it. Uh, but as we've gotten into the second month plus of doing this, it's got to be hard. I'm sure it's hard for you. It's certainly hard for me. It's hard for everybody being in one spot and not being able yeah. to leave, not being able to really get out. And and we're social creatures. We want to go out into the world. It's been hard, right? It's hard for you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely – and I'm somebody you know. I don't know if it comes across, but I'm somebody who likes to be left alone and right. likes to be put – likes to be in his own home by Shocking himself. Shocking to hear. Shocking to Shocking. hear, but uh, yeah. yeah, I can understand that. Uh, but even this for somebody like me uh, – and we've talked about it, you and I, just just by nature of what we do for a living – we don't always know when we're going into work and when we're doing stuff. And like, we are uniquely trained to spend a couple weeks just of downtime by ourselves. Yeah. Uh, but even even people like us, it's it's weird after a couple months. It's a lot. Well, let me tell you about uh, our friend over here, Brent Underwood. This was a, a story sent to us at we have concerns show at gmail.com sent in by Ben Sawyer. Thank you, Ben, for sending. That hey, story. Ben Sawyer. Yeah. What's up, dude? Yeah. Ben always sending great stories back even back in the day. Sending back in the stories. day. But he sent us a story about Brent Underwood, who is a 32 year old marketer who, uh, you know, I, as I said, we're all having it hard. It's all relative. In, but this might be a little harder than than most. Brent, I guess he's doing pretty well for himself uh, as a marketer. Uh, not mm-hmm. too long ago, back in 2018, he ponied up a cool $1.4 million and bought himself a town. Well, well, well. Yeah. I remember this. I remember this town going on sale. I remember this is a ghost town that went on sale. I think it was here in California, wasn't it? It is. It's a town called Cerro Gordo. Oh, God. It is I remember, a, a former silver mining town. Yes. Jeff, I wanted to buy this haunted mining ghost town. I remember it was, on, it was, it was for sale for like $1.4 million. I was like living in San Francisco at the time. And I remember thinking to myself, you can't even get 
a fucking three bedroom home <laughs> in San Francisco so or the true. Bay Area for one point so four million dollars. This town is cheaper than a twelve hundred square foot. We could. Can I get? Can I get? 20 friends together and can we buy a weird haunted mining town i remember thinking this yeah i wanted to do this so badly well brent did it brent underwood he did Fuck it yeah brent underwood he uh he bought it in 2018 1.4 mil uh there was a full-time live-in caretaker for 21 years a fellow named robert desmarais Des- desmarais uh yeah and uh um, brent brent threw his ass out huh well, no. Uh, when the pandemic Brent was like, started, "Fuck you!" <laughs> when the pandemic started, you, um, you're living in my town now. It was like Unforgiven. Yeah. He was like Gene Hackman in Unforgiven. No, yeah, not Unforgiven. I'm thinking Gene, of uh, no, Gene Hackman's in Unforgiven. You're right. Who's the Quick and the Dead? That's also Gene Hackman. Is that Gene Hackman too? I don't know. There's too many. There's I'm thinking one. of the Quick and the Dead. I miss Hackman, man. That dude, dude Hackman's still alive, like, right? Hackman's like 85. Let Hackman be retired. I know, but he's so good. He was never he's not so good. good. He's so good. Anyway, so Robert, his 21-year-long uh, live-in caretaker, somehow has a wife in Arizona? I don't understand this. The article does not go into this. How do you Yo. live for a place? How do you live at a place for 21 years and have a wife two states over? Listen, man. I don't get that. People find what works for them. And if they and if they're into that, if they like that, I'm for it. I guess. I'm for I'm for a non-traditional marriage. Let's do it. You know, you I, know I I have to say if my wife was in Arizona for a while, I it might be good for her. You know, absence makes the heart go fonder is what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm saying. And who knows how often they see each other? Like how much caretaking does a ghost town need? Like <laughs> maybe he's there question. maybe he's there like two weeks out of the month, or maybe he's there like not on weekends. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, who, so, who pays his salary? I think I think Brent did when he took it over. I, I don't know who was doing it before Brent, but yeah, somebody somebody was paying this dude for 21 years. Wow. Anyway, so Robert starts uh, seeing that you know pandemic is is happening. He gets worried. He he wants to go visit his wife in Arizona, check in. He heads over right before shelter in place laws go in full effect. Meanwhile. Brent says, well, if I don't have my, my live-in caretaker guy, somebody's got to take care of this silver mining town. Uh, mm-hmm. So he heads over to, to Wait, take Wait, Brent's the... not even there? Brent just bought this silver mining town and doesn't even go hang out in it? Well, I think that, I think that he hasn't, I don't know, he, he may have plans for this thing that haven't gone into place yet. But now, he's, now he, he goes over, takes over for Robert. Okay. Right as shelter in place goes into effect. This is like the plot of Shit's Creek. It is kind of like the plot of Shit's Creek. Kind of the, it's, this yeah. is kind of the plot of Shit's Creek. Like, he's forced to live in this town now. Forced to live in the town all by himself. I guess there, somehow there was uh, snow that landed, like feet, many feet do we of need snow. To, uh, do we need to explain snow? What well, do you mean somehow? It just seems like a weird time but, of year for there to be this. In California, there were five feet of snow. I guess so. I guess it's a how high, high altitude. The, it, yeah, you got to think high altitude. You're going down into the mountain to mine. You're right. It is a mountain town. So anyway, yeah. got five feet of snow. He's stuck, sheltered in place, five feet of snow. He drove up there with a t-shirt and shorts thinking, I'm only going to be here for the weekend. I'm just going to check in, make sure Robert didn't forget anything. I can, This uh, is why you have a caretaker. This is why you have a caretaker. Exactly. This is some real Eugene Levy shit. This is Eugene Levy or I don't know, maybe the fucking Shining you know, maybe we're in The Shining right well, now. Well, in The Shining, they definitely came with a couple with a couple suitcases. You know That's what I true. mean? That's true. He just, but they su- were taking over cases, for the, taking over for the axe, caretaker. An Olivetti typewriter. <laughs> yeah, you know the essentials. Alcoholism, bloodlust. <laughs> yeah. Topiary. Topiary. You bring all the essentials to take care of a, a winter a winter pro- place. Anyway, Wait, so so he's trapped in a t-shirt and shorts. He's got a t-shirt and shorts. No food. Uh, he didn't he, bring food? He didn't bring food. Did he think there was food there? He was going for a weekend. Well, evidently there is, the closest grocery store is 26 miles away. Ooh, he didn't stop on the way? Uh, he said, uh, in the absolute worst case scenario, there's snowshoes here, and the road is seven miles long down a steep hill. But that only gets him to a 35-person town without grocery stores. But it's still, it's something. But he... 
decides at, at a certain point, I, I got to do the snowshoe idea. He gets a few yards and he can't breathe. <laughs> no, of course not. So he goes back. He starts melting snow to drink water. He's got no bread. He's stuck here. Now, you mentioned peripherally that when you were thinking about pitching in and, and buying this thing, that it, uh, that it was, a, it was listed as a ghost town. Right. I have questions about, certainly I have questions about the ghosts, but I also have questions about, about utilities in a ghost town. Yeah. I have, I have questions about plumbing, electric, gas. How does, how does it even work? much of that. It says he's been melting snow for water. And while he's out of bread and vegetables, he has enough rice and canned tuna to get him through until the snow thaws. Why hasn't somebody come to, why, why don't we go get him? He clearly has cell phone coverage because he's doing interviews with the New York Post. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, m- my dude's got Wi-Fi. Go get him. <laughs> I don't understand why no one cares enough to go to this. One. Maybe, maybe it has something to do with the ghosts. Yeah, tell me about the ghosts, okay. Jeff. So now we have arrived at the ghost part. Um, Best part of a ghost town. A lot of people think it's the town part. No, it's the but ghost part. But you get the part. town part. It's the ghost part. You can get a town anywhere. Yeah. Uh, you think that it kind of spoils it by having ghost as the first part of the word? Mm-mm. But no, it's, that's, that's the most important part is the ghost part. Listen, j- just because you know there are ghosts going in, t- uh, trust me, it's not going to spoil it for you. <laughs> you are going to have an amazing time. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about Cerro Gordo, uh, the former silver mining town. 22 buildings in Cerro Gordo. Not too cool. bad for 1.4 million. 22 buildings? That's great. I don't know the math on that, but that's got to be, per building, that's got to be pretty, uh, that's got to that's be a steal right there. Um, yeah. Here's the, here's the tough part, though. Okay. Ready for the tough part? Uh, during the town's heyday, when it was a full-on silver mining town in the 1800s, mm-hmm. they averaged about one murder per week. At 22 buildings. Yeah. So, family of four in every building, which is not going to be the case because a couple of these buildings are commercial, a couple of these buildings are municipal. Sure, sure. Uh, sure. But assuming a, a family of four in every building, we're talking about 88 people. And there's a murder a week. Yeah. You're not going to get more than two years before everyone's murdered. <laughs> this is why the town That's goes up math. on the market. That's how this town goes and is able to be purchased by one dude. You know what that's I'm saying? Just, that's just mad. That's that's like a year and a half before you've run out of murder. Yeah. That's a lot of murder. And at a certain point, when you get down to the dwindly part, you just got to become a murderer because chances are the murderer got murdered. You know what I'm saying? Or leave. Uh, well, but nobody did. Nobody and now did. there are 88 ghosts. <laughs> uh, evidently, One there murder was a week. There were two children who died after being trapped in a closet. Of course. How do they get trapped in a closet? That closet? I don't know. R. Kelly? <laughs> Ask R. Kelly. I don't know. Uh, so, as a man of science, yeah, Anthony, as a, sure. on a science podcast, an award-winning, yeah. internationally award-winning recognized, science podcast. internationally recognized, award-winning science podcast, as a science... We might be science's last hope, in all honesty. I, there's no disputing that. There's no disputing it scientifically. Where do, you, where do you fall on the whole ghosts is real bit? No ghosts. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. No ghosts. Do you, do you hang out by yourself in the 22 building sized murder a week town? Yes. Without any 100%. conscience? Yes. I would love to stay there. I would love, I remember when that came up, I was like, I wonder even if I can't buy it, I wonder if they would just let me go up there. I thought somebody was going to turn it into like a, a theme themed, <laughs> a themed Airbnb at least, right? Yeah. Like a themed Airbnb town, like an old West themed or like a mining town themed Airbnb. I have a feeling that's what our boy, our old hey, t-shirt and shorts is trying to do. He's a marketer. That's what he's, he's listed a as his profession. That's, I can't imagine he's not thinking marketing. You know what I'm saying? I, I bet a couple of those buildings got some good uh, Pendleton blankets and some terrariums. I bet it's real Pinterest, uh, real Pinterest hours up there. I, here's, here's the thing. No ghosts. I would go stay there. And I would even market it as a ghost town. I'd be like, come on up and see this haunted shit. Yeah. I'm sure that would get a lot of people to go. You know, you, you, you pay for the room. You get two 
baby ghosts in a closet free. No charge that's for the, a, for that's the child deal. ghosts. Uh, here is what our friend Brent. Well, child ghosts are free before 4 p.m. Oh, yeah, after four. After four, you got to pay. You got to pay. But it's like half price for child ghosts. Yeah. But also, if you open the ghost closet, they charge you no matter what. You don't even have to take any of the ghost Well, uh, they peanuts. just charge at you. If you open the ghost closet, these chi- these children, these m- nightmare children ghosts just run at you. <laughs> they've been waiting for someone they've been to waiting. open it. A hundred years they've been waiting for somebody to open that closet, and they charge you, motherfucker. <laughs> I hate those those extra charges you get in Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me tell you a little bit about what Brent's been going through as he's been confined solo uh, in the in the snowstorm in mm-hmm. Cerro Gordo. Uh, he says, uh, in addition to general ambiance of otherworldliness, okay. a light a light in the bunkhouse keeps turning on. Ugh, this guy, marketer till the end. Marketer. His wallet recently disappeared for two days. Okay, Only buddy. to reappear in a different building he hadn't been in, the town hotel. He says- there's five, there's five feet of snow outside. How is he traveling between buildings? He can't get down. Snowshoes, bro. He's got snowshoes. It's a little different traveling between buildings than it is hiking down the mountain. You know, I think he I guess sh- he, he probably shooing his way around 22 buildings. He's just shooing. That's true. He's just, just shooing around. He's just he's just straight shooing. He says uh, that was a bit freaky. Uh, mm-hmm. um, he says. Uh, oh, wait, where was the best one? Hang on. Uh, oh, come on. Hang on. That's not too bad. First edit marker of the recording session comes at 55 minutes. That's pretty good. We're almost done. That's not too bad. Oh, oh. Hey, six years in, we're getting pretty good at this. All right, we're all right. (laughs) He says, he says, I stay in the room with the child ghosts. Of course. 22 buildings. Wait, where are the adult ghosts to supervise this? I know. I don't like. You're responsible. You don't stay in a room with other people's child ghosts if they're not there. Yeah. That's a little weird. Come on, buddy. Come on. You're a a marketer. Think about how this looks. He says, I I see curtains move and I hear things in the night. There is no draft, but things drop inside of the houses. Okay. Okay, dude. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, curtains move. Ooh, old houses make noises. Ooh, sometimes things fall. Yeah, dude. That's called gravity, buddy. That's welcome to physics. (laughs) Welcome to physics and old houses, you idiot. He's going crazy up there. How many days has he been up there? When did Uh, he get? When when did he start? When did he start getting stuck up there? He's into weeks. He's into weeks of being up there. They say he's um he's passing the time fixing up and finding artifacts on the property. Going on oh, hikes. Cool. Like ancient Native American artifacts, like things that have clearly been misplaced <laughs> and shouldn't be there. Yeah. You know, in the old burial ground back behind building 12. Very cool. Very cool. You know, there's cool. only Did building you... 12 and building 14. Isn't that yep. weird? Isn't that weird? No, that is, now that is weird because I could have sworn I saw building 13. <laughs> there's just that weird burial ground there instead. Yeah. It's real interesting. I don't know. It's a pet cemetery. It's probably fine. <laughs> it's probably fine. Oh, you just bury oh, your pets there. I forgot to tell you the other thing he's been doing to pass the time. So he's wait, but he's into weeks. He's into weeks of this. Yeah. When did he drive up? Uh, it doesn't have any dates on here, but he he says it was right before the shelter in place. So that's March. Yeah, I guess it must have been right beginning of March. Dude, dude's like there mid March. It was it was right around St. Patrick's Day, so like March seventeenth. Yeah, he's got five employees in Austin, Texas, that Great, he's been managing uh, via satellite internet. So you know he's not exactly roughing it. So he does have electricity. He does. He is getting yeah utilities somehow. Yeah, I'm sure the ghosts are powering everything just fine. It runs on his fear. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, the other thing he's doing that I have to tell you that he has said is that he uh, has befriended. A couple of crows that he has oh, named. Oh, that's, that's who took his wallet. Oh, it's totally who took his wallet. That's who classic took his wallet. bird prank. That's a classic bird prank. Crows especially, dude. You think crows ain't fucking with you? He says crows he's Crows is like, go them. outside in your t-shirt, dude. Yeah, put your, snowshoe, <laughs> put your snowshoes on, dude. He says uh, <laughs> he's named the crows Heckle and Jekyll. 
Okay, that those were now those are mildly racist Looney Tunes characters. They are mild. They were racist enough where they did not put them in Space Jam. So that's right. Let's just let's put a pin let, in that. We always let Space Jam be our guide, as Listen, we always say. It's that's our motto here: is let Space Jam be your guide here on this award-winning science podcast, <laughs> which is not a joke. We say it like it's a joke. No, it's we, not. We won an award. We've won. We've won multiple. Have we we've won. Been, multi- we've won multiple. We've won multiple awards. awards. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. It does. It still sounds like we're joking, but we are. It aren't. still sounds like we're joking, but we're not. We have uh, them, <laughs> and we would never joke about Space Jam. No, we would never. That's that's not a joking matter. No. Uh, well, that's so. He's got two crows fucking with him. Two crows that steal his wallet daily. And he's got satellite internet. Satellite internet. And he's, he's seeing. Uh, he's seeing ghost shit. Yeah. So you, how soon do we think that he, we're going to be able to get him, or he's going to be able to leave? He's got to wait until fall. We got to <laughs> until fall, I guess. Uh, when does like it, fall? But funny, um, we got to wait until Sarah Gordo gets into phase two or three. You know what I'm saying? Got to Sarah Gordo's got to get out of that shelter in place. I guess that's that's wild. That's so wild. He spent all of shelter in place in a ghost town. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It is. So and he's, you, defi- he, he's definitely milking it. Well, yeah. Taking interviews on the satellite, you know, he's got that satellite internet. He's probably reaching out going, hey, here's a juicy story for you. Here's a story you, that those award-winning science podcasters will pick up on right quick. When you, yeah, as a hard science story, this is definitely, <laughs> this is definitely fodder for us particularly. Uh, when you brought this up, I told you that I had seen like BuzzFeed, uh, uncovered or whatever their uh whatever their supernatural like unsolved buzzfeed unsolved that's what it is had done a video about this guy i think yesterday so he's he's making the media rounds and i think he's definitely like i think he's definitely milking this he's clearly comfortable he clearly has utilities i don't understand how utilities work when you own your own town i imagine he has to pay he has some sort of deal is it it can't be an incorporated town at this point. I have no idea. I mean, the the, the rice and tuna fish uh, diet doesn't sound too pleasant, but I don't know. Oh God, yeah. How do you think? How do you think his regularity is? <laughs> rice and I tuna know, fish. But I tell you what, heckle and Jekyll, not letting them alone about that. You know what I'm saying? No, definitely not. A, is it time yet? Is it time yet, Brett? They throw his wallet into another building and then eat so much of that rice. <laughs> uh, how would you how would you feel if you were in I think in this situation, the situation that he's in, I would definitely feel more I would feel more trapped by the circumstances than I would feel frightened of. I would certainly not feel frightened of the supernatural. I'd like to say I wouldn't. I really, I really am a skeptic and I, I don't believe in any of that shit. But man, I think being locked away in an old mining town by yourself in the snow, I bet my imagination could start going to weird places, you know? Well, this is real. I mean, this is real isolation in a way that like, so we are, we're doing, you know, this uh, shelter in place. We're doing all that stuff. But, you know, I occasionally see humans. I go to the grocery store. Yeah. You know, I pay, you know, I run errands. I do things that I have to do and I do see other people there. Additionally, you know, I'm in LA. I'm not trapped in my apartment. I can go outside if I need to. And it's not like I'm trapped in like a, I mean, it's, it's almost like a hundred degrees. So it's not the most pleasant, but it's not like walking out into a freezing snowfall where if I stay out there for more than a couple minutes, it's going to be hypothermia. Yeah. You know, so, and I do have, like, because I can go grocery shopping, I have the creature comforts, you know, we talked about this a a little bit, the creature comforts of, like, food and junk food and things that just kind of make you feel a little better. Um, Whereas he doesn't, he doesn't have those things. That, that, to me, that would be the worst part is not having any cookie dough. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? That's really what's getting me through. I know what you're saying. I know (laughs) what you're saying. But this is like, you know, I've made the... I've made the I've, I've sort of talked about the metaphor of like we are all now in one of those like isolation experiments that they put astronauts into. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but we're but we're not really. We're in like the light version of that. He's in like a much more realistic version of that. Yeah. Um, and 
Good Lord. How much is that satellite internet costing him? Right oh, now? it's got the fees on that thing. It's got to be rough. satellite internet. Well, I, wait, maybe it's like, maybe it's just like DSL. Maybe it's just like regular Maybe. DSL. So it's know. slow, they're but running, it's not they're expensive. They're running lines out there? I don't know if they're running lines. I don't know, man. He's got electricity. I would love to know more. Here's the thing. Outside of this story, the thing that fascinates me the most is the rehabilitation of this quote-unquote ghost town. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A defunct mining town from the 19th century. Like, what's the what's the logistics of getting that baby up and running again? That's know? That's the thing that's the most interesting to me is like, it can't like like I was talking about before. It can't be an incorporated township. There is no mayor there. There is right. no government there. It's it was a town. Now it's more like a compound. So is he part of another town? Like it, it, that kind of stuff is fascinating to me. And the other thing that's fascinating to me is the fact that like we're just not going to go get this guy. Kind of feels like we could. It seems like it would be a very very manageable problem. But I don't know. Like if- I, I don't he, know. He, here's what he says. Here's the end of the article. He says um, he he plans to return to Austin when the when the quarantine is over. But in the meantime, he feels as though he's done the proper job of secluding himself from humanity and the virus currently wrecking havoc on it. To which I ask, <laughs> to which I ask you this question, Anthony. It's not like he did it on purpose. He's not some fucking hero. He's like, I thought through. I really figured it out. I, I cracked the case on this one. No, I'm going to my- head up to this town. I'm going to let the snow fall around me. I'm only going to talk to crows. This is the most responsible. Everybody should be following the same steps that I'm taking. Move to a ghost town and only talk to crows. That's the only way we're going to beat this thing. We've got to flatten this curve. He's got a pamphlet like that washing the hands thing that you see that the step by step. And it's like ghost town. Crow conversation, <laughs> snowshoes, <laughs> talking to your crows. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's my question to you, Anthony. You know he thinks mm. he's uh, he thinks he's escaped the virus up there. How many bats do you think Ooh. live per square foot in Cerro Gordo? You know what I'm saying? Here's now. Here's. What percentage, what percentage of all mass in Cerro Gordo is bat? Now, this is interesting. <laughs> now we're talking because his caves. Oh, yeah. Is caves, but is cold. Oh, bats don't like cold. So <laughs> they're either if they're there, they might be hibernating or so they're not that, there normally at all. At the moment of thaw, <laughs> the moment of thaw, it's just going to be. The, oh unleash the God. bats <laughs> as soon as soon as old brent opens the door and is like all right time to walk back to austin he walks outside heckle and jekyll pull the fucking lever that opens the mine <laughs> they solve like they solve the mist style puzzle that opens the mine shaft thousands of bats get this guy he's patient zero he's got to stay up there for another uh, another six weeks oh brett brent Man, uh, man, I'm I am glad that somebody bought that town though, and is like is up there doing it, rehabilitating that town. I'm I I do want to keep. I mean, the best thing that this guy did as a marketer is he brought that town back into the forefront of my mind, <laughs> so uh, so I can keep checking on it. Because yeah. like when it's all done, I want to stay there, dude. I want to stay in Ghost Mining Town. We got to go give Brent some of our money when we can go and stay in uh you know in Building Twelve slash. 12 plus, you know what I'm 12 saying? 12 plus is what they call it. 12 plus. It's a real outdoors experience, real earthy, real natural. Definitely not uh, angering any any spirits uh, about any stolen land. Definitely not. Uh, how do you all feel about this? Uh, and, you know, you're all listeners uh, to to an award-winning science podcast, but I'm always interested to you. Congratulations to you for selecting this award-winning podcast to spend your time listening to. You did it. But also, I wonder uh, how many of you are science-minded, are skeptics, but do believe in some sort of supernatural occurrences or supernatural yeah. forces. Yeah. I would love to hear about this, because I'm, um, I'm not the type that's going to be like, at anybody who does, but I am just kind of like, mm, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, my wife does, and it's, it's been a, a source of a, a, a bit of contention sometimes where I, I – remain skeptical and she's like but i really 
there's how do you explain this and this? And I go, my ex used to think that there were ghosts in our duplex. And I was like, "Mm, there are no ghosts in this duplex. I was like, I'm not going to tell you blanket. There are no ghosts because I don't want to do that because you believe so hard. But what I will tell you, there are no ghosts in this duplex. <laughs> yeah. uh, but let us know what you think. Uh, you can talk to us on Twitter. I'm at A Carboni. I'm at Jeff Canada. And you can uh, you can hashtag those. Heckle and Jekyll. Ma- no. <laughs> no, you may not. But you can hashtag it. Man who is also a bat. Oh, man who is also, is also a bat. A bat. <laughs> that rolls off the tongue. It rolls off the tongue. It's a good short. It's a good short one. Uh, you can tell we really want long, long comments. Uh, but if you want to discuss it with other concerned citizens, there are multiple places to do so. You can do it on our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash we have concerns. You can do it at we have concerns.reddit.com. And of course, if you are a patron and thank you, thank you, thank you. We are so grateful to you. If you are, you can discuss it over on the pa- over on the discord. And if you'd like to become a patron and join the discord for as little as a dollar a month, you can do that at patreon.com slash we have concerns. 